Welcome to Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond. We are so glad you could join us today. The Crosstalk podcast is in pursuit of growing in our understanding of the gospel and discovering what it means to transfer to the next generation. And now, here are your hosts, Charles and Daniel. Merry Christmas to everyone. It is good to be with you. We can officially say Merry Christmas, I do believe. I, I think here. we could technically say it all year long because we as Christians celebrate the, right. the coming of Christ. The incarnation is not incarnation a eight-month event. Yeah. But it is Christmas, and as tradition would have it, Merry Christmas to everyone. We're hoping your holiday season is truly filled with joy and blessing yep. this year. Um, over the next four weeks leading up to Christmas, we will be doing our annual Christmas specials that we always do. There's four of those, four weeks leading up to Christmas. You know, and the goal of these Specials is to expound upon the Christmas story beyond just the sweet little baby in a manger and to see the grand story that God has been telling and how that came to life literally in the little baby in yeah, the manger. Yeah, for our worldview people, the meta narrative. Yes, yeah. yes. So we're, we're trying to bring to life. And we've done that in various creative ways over the years. And you can go back and listen to those in our backlog of, of messages or, or of episodes. Um, but that that's really what we hope to do. That's our goal. That's our desire, our mission, if you will, in these Christmas specials to enhance your ability by God's grace and his word to celebrate Christmas and all that it means. But over the next four weeks, we're going to talk about the four weeks of, of Christmas. And there's more than just the 12 days of Christmas, okay? So yeah. we can kind of play off that song. So the four weeks of Christmas. And, and as we do this, we'll be weaving Christmas carols throughout our discussion and drawing attention to what they teach us about Christmas. So just kind of to whet your appetite, that's how it's going to go. Yeah, um, referring back to some of the things we sing, hopefully giving some absolutely special meaning to it. Well, and sometimes we sing them and we don't think about what they right. say. And so we I think it's important. like them. Yeah. yeah, what are the theological implications that these Christmas carols have for us? And I think that's important. So this week is the first week of Christmas, okay? Not the four weeks of Christmas, but the first, first week of week. Christmas. And is the week of expectation. Christmas is a time of expectation. What are we expecting? I'm just going to lead with that question. Start talking to us right. about what are we expecting? Christmas just sort of begets a sense of expectation. When even just everything about it, for those of us who love and enjoy the Christmas holidays, the decorations, when, we're, when are we going to put up the tree, right. whatever other decorations, the shopping, what are we going to get, what are we going to get for people? Even the things and, we don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> is there going to be something different this year? Yeah, just a week and a half ago, yeah, I had we're to gonna get something up. we don't want, and we're going to have to thank people for it. Anyway. Yeah. yeah just, but anyway, it's, it's just, all expectation. Just a but. week and a half ago, I had to put up the lights. I don't really enjoy that. And the reason is it's super cold outside. I have to get on the roof. And your now, the, fingers hurt like Oh, crazy. it's awful. But I will say this. At the end, it, it's great. And you turn them on, you go, see yeah, ya. <laughs> right. It, it really, now, if you really want to know about expectation, you just need to get to know my son. Yeah. That kid reminds me of the wonder and expectation of Christmas. Yep. He, he really does. He can't wait till you're done. Yeah, Dad, when are you going to be done? <laughs> <laughs> and you said, well, I hope soon. But what are the expectations that we have? Well, I want us to think in terms, uh, uh, as the people of God, the grand sense of expectation. And if you look back at at the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, at the Word of God, actually, uh, 
and I don't want to put something into Scripture that is not true, but but just in a sense of how we view Christmas. Right. I mean, the people of God looked forward to Christmas for th- thousands right. of years, and uh, so for that reason, we may begin begin with the, the fact that this expectation included a promise. Now, for if you if you sing the song "O Come, O Come, Emmanuel," mm-hmm. and ransom captive. Israel, or come thou long expected, there's the expectation, the expected Jesus, born to set your people free. This idea of freedom, of release from captive, from ransom, from, from captivity, mm. was a central theme of Jewish life, of old covenant life. But the reason it was there was because of a promise. Mm. A promise that was really one promise. You say, well, there are all kinds of promises in the Old Testament that's true, but there was really one promise that the people of God held on to, which caused them to live expectantly. Those who really believed the Word, believed God, feared God, believed He was true, and that what He said was true, expected something from God because He had promised that it was so. That promise was expanded over the centuries, over the millennia. Uh, under the Old Covenant. That word free often came to means like political freedom. Yeah, nothing's really changed. I mean, yeah, these Christians yeah. still try to Geographic implement that. Geographic freedom, yeah. ransom yeah, from captivity. And when we look into we'll see later why that came to be so. But really, for the, for the remnant – for those throughout the Old Covenant, you remember Paul said, uh, and so they're not all Israel who are Israel. And by that, that was a, a truism. In the Old Testament, not all of Israel were true Israel. But true Israel, the true believers in the promise held to that one promise. It got expanded through the promises to Abraham and then the law of Moses and then the um, – Entering into the promised land and then leading up to the kingdom of David. Right. All of this was part of the promise, a sense of expectation that God was going to do something, give something, give someone that that seed of the woman who would you, bruise the head of the serpent. You know that song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Really, you can feel the angst in that song, whoever yeah. wrote that. I, it I is. Don't it's know. it's in a, sort of a minor key. Yeah. You may have the author there, but the, 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 the author really did – bring together the angst of the waiting of that promise. Yep, that anticipation, that expectation. Then we go from that to – Speaking of which. (laughs) Yeah, to delay. Right. You you mentioned the angst, the the sense of when. And, the you know, in the Old Testament, what we see is a 4,000-year delay from the fall of Adam and Eve, from the fall of man, to the coming of Christ. Right. That's a long time to wait. Well, not only that, but then you have also 400 years of what would we would think maybe potentially is complete silence after the book of Malachi. Right. Because, uh, I mean, we don't know if God said anything to anybody, but nothing's recorded. There's nothing recorded. Silence of God. Right. As one author calls it. 400-some years in captivity in Egypt. Right. Uh, yeah. So, so this delay, come thou long-expected Jesus, come to set your people free. Long-expected. Man, that's almost an understatement. Mm. When you think about 4,000 years, that's a long time to wait. And uh, who – who? Uh, 
who mourn in lowly exile here. And we'll talk about that mourning in a moment, but that whole sense of, of waiting and delay. Now, we can appreciate that in our day. Yeah, Young people absolutely. especially, and even those of us who are more mature but still kids at heart when it comes to Christmas, we, we look forward to it. seems like some ways it takes forever for Christmas to get here, and then when it's here, it's like, man, that happened so fast. But, right. but that sense of delay, that actual delay. By the way, humanly speaking, the delay was humanly caused, but it was all part of God's plan. God, God intended yeah. the delay so that when it came, the promise came, it would be grand indeed. So promise, delay, obviously looking at the two Christmas carols, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, Come Now Along, Expected Jesus, there's also this disappointment that kind of seems to right. go through the thread of things. Who mourn in lowly exile here, which is exactly true, the people of God, the the earthly people of God, the covenant people of God, were in exile. They were under the thumb of Rome at at the time of Christ's coming. And they were in exile for many years before that, after the kingdom fell apart and divided in Babylon, the sense of um, of lowly exile. You think about what ha- the disappointment because you get, you get the original promise in the garden. That, that promise is repeated till we see it uh, – Pictured in the Ark, of the, in not the Ark of the Covenant, but the Ark and the Flood, right. and Noah. Then we see it in Abraham and his calling, and Isaac and Jacob. Then we see it in the promise of deliverance from from Egypt and into the Promised Land, and then this sort of long ascent with ups and downs along the way, kind of like the stock market. Yeah. You know how it yeah, goes yeah, up, but it goes yeah. up and down as it goes up, and they, and until we get to the kingdom. And David is king, and he's the promise is his son will reign forever. So, so is there's this idea of David as king that we've arrived? Yes, I mean, and if his son is born, his son's going to be the one that reigns forever on Whoa. the throne of Israel. Solomon comes, and man, it's a glorious it was pretty kingdom. Good. Yeah, it was pretty good. It's yeah. quite a king, except until it wasn't, hmm. and Solomon was disobedient in many ways. Chastening judgment came, division came. And defeat finally came from Babylon, and then under the thumb also of the Medes and Persians and others. And it, that's that's quite a disappointment. What happened? The prophets, the psalmist, said, what happened? Well, how long, O Lord, will you wait? How long will it be? This this sense of disappointment, covenantal disappointment. God has not done what He says He's going to do. Why? What's He waiting for? He said it was going to happen. We believe Him. We've seen Him act. In olden days, why not? And and we all of us can know this that sense humanly as living with disappointment. But um, but there was something that that was part of God's work. It was their fault, right? Humanly speaking, but it was God's work, eternally speaking, which finally leads to desire. Now, that's but, interesting. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned each one of these. Promise, delay, disappointment, now we move into desire. I think it's interesting that each one of these are seen as we lead up to Christmas Day. You look at a child, there's the promise of a gift, right? There's the delay because it's not quite there yet. There's a disappointment maybe if he didn't get what he thought he should get. Yeah. And there's the desire, just the sheer desire of of what he wants. Yeah. It is interesting that within the cultural moorings of Christmas – these things are seen. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when you said it, it reminded me of a particular Christmas around the Kavanaugh family, the broader Kavanaugh family. And the kids always open their gifts first. And one of the children 
was really small at the time. And he gets <laughs> remember this, yes. these gifts. And, <laughs> and, and they were a, a, a lot. I mean, as... Well, compared to the days when it was just me and my older cousin, right? it wasn't a lot. Yeah. And so when he gets through, he kind of looks and he says, is that all there is? <laughs> I, you know, I, I thought it's a good thing my son didn't say that. Right, right, real, right. We would have had a real event right now. <laughs> right. But, you know, we've all had that experience, right? That's it. I mean, that's, right. that's what you, you know, but... But that's not the case in this situation. No. And this desire is coming. Which we will talk about more. Our next week will be joy, and we're not. We'll, we'll just tip our hat to that a little right. bit this time. But there's this desire, dear desire of every nation. The the, the hymn we're looking at, the right. the care we're looking at, um, um, the longing of the, the the fulfillment of every longing heart. Now it's interesting. The the writer of the hymn saw something that was covenantally true in the Old Testament. Now, that is that God was not only putting a desire, an obvious desire, in the remnant and even in the broader covenant family of the Jews for this promise to be fulfilled, but he put the desire in the nations, let the nations be glad. Mm. That Isaiah talks about the nations flowing into the temple. Well, that was an abomination. Right. That, that's not supposed to happen. The right. nations don't know. The Gentiles don't come. The ethnos. The different ethnicities don't come into the temple. That's they can't do that. But that's exactly what it was. Yeah, God not was so, Lord. God was preparing <laughs> the nations. He was going to bind Satan from being able to deceive the nations any longer. Mm. It's coming. Desire that desire up there is part of the old covenant Christmas expectation. I think as we grow as believers, all of these things um, hopefully grow in our maturity as a believer. Right, the promise, the delay, the disappointment, the desire, and I, and I again bring out the aspect of Christmas. As I've gotten older, I don't enjoy Christmas any less. Right, I don't, but I do enjoy it in a different way. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. I, Christmas Day comes when it comes. I enjoy the gifts, and and if I got something that really cool, it's a great excitement. moment. But it's gone really yeah. quick. Yeah. But what I think has happened to me is that the reason I look forward to Christmas, and my wife asked me about this because I really do enjoy Christmas. Right. But what I really think I enjoy about Christmas is the aspect of the anticipation and longing for spending time with family. You know, Micah and and Michelle will come in. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, if we go home in California, that's not this year. We see all the family out there. There's anticipation of that and the joy of that and the fellowship that we have and the the things that we do together are not necessarily what we desire in and of itself, but the fact that we're doing them together. Yeah. And so... In ways that are different than the rest of the year. In ways that are different than the rest of the year. And we make them special. And so I think... The maturity level of a believer really comes into seeing these things and, and how our desire should grow in a different right. way. You know, as a child, we, we what? We did what a child does. Right. Exactly. But as a Christian, an you know, an adult Christian, Christian yeah. we, we grow in our ability spiritually, not just physically, but spiritually, to enjoy things. And hopefully, when it comes to Christ in Christmas, we enjoy it in such a different way. Right. Uh, that you you mentioned him being away every other year, you and Micah and your families are at yes. somewhere else at Christmas. We do Life it has early. changed. Yes, and, but on Christmas Day when we're used to having family around, there, 
right there. So right. last year, there's a young man that's part of our family now, and we, we do things together. And when he's not with his family, we ask him to be a part. And so uh, he didn't have anything happening. So Pam said, well, that means you're coming to our house, you know, and we'll watch Christmas movie and, right, right. you know, we'll get up and have breakfast like we do when right. boys are here and, and have a little gift at the table. And we did all that. And it was, it was, no, it was not the same, but it was still this experience of the blessing of God, this mm-hmm. fellowship we have in Christ that is true whether you guys are in California or here. That is true for us with this other brother. And that desire can always be fulfilled in some sense, even if the Lord shatters our nation, which he may do. Right. And takes away all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this week of expectation, be expecting. Yep. Expect. Yeah. Be expecting of Christ and who he is, because he will be what he has said he will be. He is ever He is what he said he will be. That's right. (laughs) And so I think this first week of Christmas, what we're telling people is walk in expectancy. Because the promises of God are in Christ, yes and amen. Amen. Well, Merry Christmas, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone, so much for joining us today. You can always visit us on the web at crosstalkpodcast.com. Crosstalk is produced by Vision for Living Ministries, a nonprofit organization. This podcast is a free resource, but you can support us financially through our website. For more information on Vision for Living Ministries, visit our website at visionforliving.org, where you will find more great resources. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Vision for Living or on Twitter, at V4L. We also love to hear from our listeners. You can email us anytime at info at visionforliving.org. Be sure to join us next week on Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond.